what I wanted to show you is uh, we want you, first of all, to like and to share our Facebook videos. Start a watch party with us on, on Sundays. Hit the like button. Share it. Be a blessing to somebody else that uh, uh, you know that will be blessed by what goes on here at Open Altar Worship Center. And then we also ask you to uh, sh uh, our church app. Make sure that you do who are watching us via live stream. We will be serving communion next Sunday. Next Sunday. Um, what I want you to do is get you some juice, get you some bread. If you don't have no juice in your house, uh, 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 get some water. Turn, put some food coloring in it if you want to make it look like some juice. <laughs> Um, uh, get you some bread, some crackers, whatever. But we are going to celebrate uh, uh, communion on next Sunday here in the building as well as via live stream over, over the technology. And if you would like for us to deliver you a communion cup, all you need to do is just put it in the comment section of the Facebook video and we will make sure that you get some. We want you, if you want the real deal, if you want to be, be like us here in the building, uh, just send us a, a message, send us, say, hey, bring me some, uh, inbox me, and uh, give me your address, and I'll make sure that you get it this week so that you can celebrate Facebook, uh, celebrate communion with us on next Sunday. Always want to remind you of Empowerment Wednesdays. We are on Zoom, and if you'd like to be part of our Empowerment Wednesdays, just please um, let me know, and we will put you in the group text that has the link and everything. Right now, we are uh, going over the lessons called Spiritual Disciplines. Spiritual Disciplines. We're learning about spiritual disciplines for a Christian. Um, I have the, the honor and the privilege on today to, um, to present to you a, a awesome man of God. He spoke here a couple of Sundays ago, and he really... not a problem you can't solve. There's not a situation you can't get us out of, and there's not something we've done so bad that you won't forgive us. So God, if we move forward, we just want to move forward with permission, God, that we know that you, you stamped your approval on this service on today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen, I thank God for Pastor Wendy once again giving me this opportunity to share the good news. And what is the good news? The good news is always Jesus Christ. No matter what's going on, the good news will remain Jesus Christ. But on this day, you know, it's, it's kind of like a mixed emotion for me because on one hand, I'm a father and then I'm, a still, a, I'm still someone's child, so I have to manage my my excitement and my my energy because i'm dealing with two things at the same time but what i want to talk about today is what's important to me when the topic I, that god gave me was if you could walk a mile in my shoes amen and what that basically talks about is i came to you before i talked about that i came here by the military i was in the navy for a little while and then I'm from originally from the state of Tennessee from the lower part of in Memphis and I grew up in a way that most people could probably identify with my upbringing but I want to just share a little bit about that and I want to share about what God is doing right now and basically what's going on for me is that I'm a parent of I'm a parent of three children one 23 20 and 19 and as I look back now, it looks like it's a blur because time has gone so fast 
where now they're all getting ready to make their own move. You know, they've been in college for a couple of years and they're looking to transition into their own thing. So now I told my wife that we had to transition from being the coach to being a cheerleader, amen? Because now we're not controlling their every movement. They're old enough to control it themselves. And it's hard to transition for those who have grown children. It's hard to transition out of that mold. You know, it's very difficult because you're used to saying, okay, I know you're going to be at home this certain time and you're kind of sheltering them and doing different things, but now you got to, you, you have to really, really trust in God that everything is going to be all right. Amen. And so now on Father's Day, I, I want to share about just, it's a difference being a father and being a parent. And that's what's been on my heart for the, since Pastor Wendy talked to me about that there's a difference in being a father and being a parent. Amen? Fathering is one of the simple things we can, a man can do because he has to, I'm going to use the word, he has the hardware to do it. Amen? And so that's not, that's simple. The hard part is, is parenting your children. See, anybody, any man that's born can be a father. But my question on the day to those that are, that, that are out, that are, are, are live streaming and in the audience, how good are you as a parent? Wow. Because parenting takes more than just high and by and just sharing information. It's more than just saying, that's my, that's my child. It's more than just giving money. It's a whole lot more than that. See, when you're parenting somebody, you have to take the time to mentor that child. You have to take the time out to be there for that child and to let that child know that no matter what goes on, that's still your child. Amen. Amen. I know mothers say it all the time, but it's not Mother's Day, it's Father's Day. So I'm going to speak from a father's perspective on today. They are the song say a mother loves her children, what, all the time. But a father has a different role in the fact that he has to let the child know that he matter. See, we're living in a time when we, we're the, our culture has decided that fathers don't matter. Come on, somebody. And that they don't have a significant role in the house. And so what has happened is they, that the society has diminished the role of a father. So then the father has obtained that spirit and what he's doing is going with society and not spending the necessary time he needs to be with his child. I could, the child support is not the issue. Come on, somebody. See, child support, anybody can pay for something. But when was the last time you took time out for your child? Oh, my God. Well, you said, well, well with mama... Mama and me having differences and we having problems, so I use that, that, that men are using that as an excuse that they have issues with the mama, right? That's been going on since the Bible days, right? That there's been issues with the mama, right? But how does the child play in this factor? As long as they're making excuses, the child is missing necessary time with them. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. If there's an abuse situation, obviously you protect your child from that abuse situation. But if there's nothing going on that's out of the contrary, then that father has to take his rightful place in the child's life. If he does not, the child is missing a significant part of the, he's missing the key element that a father gives to his child. 
The mom, she's holding it down. God knows my mom did the same thing. But there's something missing when a child has his father. Even a daughter needs to know what type of man she, she desires from the basis of, her, of a father that's a good role model. How would she know what to choose from if she has no role model to look to, to monitor and to size her, her boyfriend or her husband up with? Amen? Amen? It is a sad day. People say, well, a, husband, a man needs, the son needs the father. The daughter needs the father too. Because if not, what happens is she's going to guess. And in this day and time, we got, we got diseases we don't have names for. We don't need to be our daughters to be guessing on what type of man she wants. Come on, somebody. Guessing is over. We don't have the time anymore. So now we have to take the responsibility that's our rightful place. I am... Again, I've been married for over 27 years, so my children don't understand what it means for them to not have me in the household. But because when I talked to you before, I came from a scene, my parents divorced at an early stage in my life. And the dynamics of my life changed to where now we have to make decisions. Well, excuse me, well, forgive me. They have to make decisions on when I can see my father, where just the day before I was used to seeing him all the time. But when we moved out, all that changed. <clears throat> now, we're scheduling things. Now, we, he has to get permission to come by. Now, he has to do this. And he has to do that. And that changed the whole thing. Now, the first thing, the picture says that it, in this capture right here, it says, a father says to his son, be careful where you are. But then the, father, the son has a rebuttal and says, the son responds, be care you be careful because I'm walking in your footsteps. Amen? We have to understand that no, the things that we do, they're monitoring how we do it. So then I had to make sure that my foot didn't slip because my child, my children were, were watching me. Now that's hard to do sometimes. That's hard for you to maintain because you're sitting back trying to make sure that they don't see things out of the ordinary, but we know we have human issues, amen? That no matter what, we have human problems. We disagree. We have things going on. But I did the best I could to let them know that, yes, I make mistakes, but Dad is going gonna, is gonna to apologize and correct those mistakes, amen? I told you earlier that's different from parenting and fathering, amen, that, we, that parenting is so important as a father figure that I sat back and I, I, sat, I didn't have a manual. I didn't know how to get, I didn't get the book because most people write parenting books don't have children. So therefore, I had to get, wing this thing by myself. I had to figure it out. My son was born in 96. My oldest son's here with me, born in 96. And I'm like, okay, what do I do next? I took advice from this person. I took advice from that person. And I'm trying to get advice on this and trying to understand what to do about this. But all the while, I couldn't get but so much from my father because he raised me in the 70s. I'm raising him in the 90s. So I'm trying to figure this thing out. <coughs> my son gets here. We're trying to make this thing work. We're trying to understand, get babysitters, because it was just us for a while, and we're trying to sort this thing out. And we didn't realize 
that is more to having a child than it, it's happy and good, but then it's more to it, amen? It's, it takes some effort. It takes extra money, amen? And we can go to the next screen. It takes a special person. It takes someone that loves someone more than they love themselves. You have to set aside for these parents in here, you have to set aside how you feel and what you do and place the child first. That is difficult when you've been used to being on your own before the child. But what I had to do, saints of God, is I had to make a decision. Me and my wife made a decision that it wasn't about us anymore. That we set aside what we thought we should be doing and we start focusing on growth and development of our child. That's good. That's good. Now that was difficult because remember I told you I was, married, I was married three years prior to my son being born and me and my wife, then I was in the Navy, I would take vacation. We can get up and go when we want to. You know when you ain't got kids. You can get up and go when you want to go, amen? You remember when, right? But all that's changed. We had to make the change. We had to make the mental change. It wasn't about doing me anymore. It wasn't about how I felt anymore. It was about I didn't, this child didn't ask to be in this situation. He didn't ask for it. God allowed him to come to us for a reason. So it is our responsibility to make sure he's taken care of. Now, two years later, my dynamic changed again. Now I'm a parent of two. So now I got to figure out how to deal with be a parent. Because remember, you go through stages. I was a parent of one. Now I'm a parent of two. So I had to change the dynamic again. Now here's the thing about this. When my daughter was born, my wife went through a situation where she could not work anymore. Because we had some difficulties, right? So now we had to make the decision to cut our salary in half. Now, just imagine, you just making it with two, but for, the, for, the, for her to be, help my wife to be where she need to be, and for my daughter to need where she needed to be, we had to cut it in half. But God, those are the things that we made those decisions that as a parent, we got to do. It was difficult, but God got us through it. It was hard. It was tough some days, but God got us through it. And because of that, my wife is as well. My daughter's doing good. She's singing now as I speak. My youngest son is essential personnel at Princess Anne Hospital. He's 19. He's doing his thing there. But what if we made those different choices not to sacrifice for the kid? See, again, I want to emphasize to the fathers on today that you got to sacrifice. You got to take time. I cannot emphasize that enough that you have to take time for your child. I have been all over, God knows, everywhere. 
with my with my two boys and my daughter. She traveled in volleyball. So we had to go where she went, the road, all over the place. My sons play football. We all over the place with them. But I would not have traded it for the world. Because what that gave us an opportunity to do was to share not only the good news of Jesus Christ, but also to be transparent and to let them know you cannot, you don't have to just be a Christian. You can do sports, you can cheer, you can do other things. And I believe that helped to shape them to be the, the positive citizens they are today. I learned that along the way. That it took us to take the time to ask them, well, what do you think about this? My wife and I decided that we had to move forward and teach them how to, to, to be transparent and to share communications, which is one of the things that I believe is important for a father to do, that to be transparent and say, you know what? Before I knew Jesus, I was this. I was messed up. See, some people, and I, and I, I get it, that you don't want to share certain things because you, the embarrassment of it is, is just too great to bear. But we have to let these children know that mama, grandma, and daddy did some stuff before we got into church. Amen? Come on, don't get quiet on me now. We, we need to let them know. They be thinking, you just old. I wasn't born old. Older, excuse me. I'm old to my kids. We had things going on before we got to the church. Amen? Amen? So one of the things I implemented with my children is I share, if they ask me a question, I'm very transparent with the question. I talk to them as I talk to them, like I've always talked to them, that I believe that it's my job to make sure that when I leave here that they can hold their own. I wanted to make sure that if, when, when my time is up, that they are able to hold their own. So then I looked at my kids as not as kids, but I looked at my children as, as men waiting to grow up and a woman waiting to grow up. So I always never talk baby talk to them. I always talk to them like I was talking to an adult. And I wanted them to be able to be prepared because, again, too often children are not prepared for this world. The harsh reality of it that we are dealing with stuff we've never seen before. We're experiencing things we've never experienced before. And I asked the fathers on today, are we prepared, are our children prepared for when things go wrong? Are they ready for it? I talk to my boys all the time because we understand it. And I'm not, I don't want to, to, to downgrade the brothers and sisters of another race, our, culture, our, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. But I have to speak to my boys about them driving and moving around as, as African Americans in America. I have to te talk these things to them and let them know that there's a certain way you have to talk to law enforcement. Being a former law enforcement myself, I, have, I, have, I teach them and I drill it in them. There's a certain way we have to conduct ourselves unto the Lord. Now, there are those that are not right. I'm not disregarding that we're in a situation like we haven't seen in quite some time. But I also believe that we have to conduct ourselves that where God is pleased. That we have to, if we are stopped, if something goes away, we have to conduct ourselves a certain way so that God can still get the glory. Amen. We have to do this because I tell them all the time. This is my saying and, and this is just me. I said, look, don't argue. We'll deal with it in court. 
There's no need of arguing with a person that has his hand on something that can make your life life-altering decision. Yes. There's no there's no winning in that. Even me as an adult, I still address them in the, in the way that they, they deserve the respect that, they, that they're doing. Because I was on the other side, and it's a dangerous position to be in. But I also recognize there are some that, that need to be set aside and addressed in a different manner. But as a father, I have to let them know that the years I've seen from here and, there and further south is real, and we have to conduct ourselves a certain way. That, you, that God, will, God is just that way. That God is requiring of us to be a certain way. Amen? That we are required to do these things. And, and I, I, I wanted to make sure that we understand that, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard, but it's not impossible. I wouldn't trade this walk for the world. I wouldn't trade who I am for the world. Because I know God is able to do exceedingly abundantly all I can ask a thing. I've been through some, stru some struggles where I had to shield some things from the kids. I've shared, been through some things where I had to go through, but God has never left me nor forsake me. Since I've known the Lord, I have never been let down. Not one time. God has never let me down. Me and my wife was talking about this two days ago. In 1991, on Christmas Day, I never forget it. Two o'clock in the morning, I fell asleep at the wheel. I flipped my car three times. I was just in the military. Why is that so significant? The significance of it was that I didn't meet my wife till a year later. But the thing that got me the most, what hurt me so when I was thinking about this, was that I didn't have the sense enough to call on the name of Jesus. My mom raised me in the church to the best of her ability. But as I was going, as the car was flipping out of control, I had no control. I didn't have the thought to think about God. I never, he brought that to my attention two days ago. That I didn't even cross my mind to say, Jesus, help me. So in spite of my, in my sin, God spared me. There are so many other occasions where I could have missed being a father or missed being married. Because I was, like I told you before, I have a past. I have done stuff in the past that my kids be like, wow, because I was doing what my father, the devil, was instructing me to do. I was doing it. I can't say I didn't have fun because people that tell folks that sin is not fun, they're not telling the truth. Sin was fun. I had fun doing wrong. Amen? I guess it was just me. Amen, it was just me. I was having fun. I didn't regret it until later on. But what it brought me to is I share with them not to brag, but to let them know don't go the way I go. See, it's easy for us to preach to them. It's easy for me to get on them and correct them. But if they understand where I'm coming from and they know that I've been down that road they're going, there's a difference. I say again, don't be ashamed of your testimony. Don't be ashamed of what you've been through. Don't be ashamed of the situation you had to crawl out of. 
It is not the time to be ashamed. It is the time I am admonishing on today that we not allow this our testimony to go in the grave with us. Because we're missing a generation that need to know what it felt like to go through what we went through. I sit back and think back. I don't know how, again, I wasn't living here. I'm passing veering just a little bit, but I'm going to get back on track. I can only imagine what it felt like for my parents to go to the store and they can't go to the front door. I can only imagine when you're in school. They was in school in the 50s. And you can't share a water family. See, we don't understand what we come from and how far we've gotten. We have a ways to go, but we've come a long way. They don't understand, mother, how they don't understand those things. I appreciate the fact that someone paved the way before me. I will never forget that. Because see, my parents was was in that. We live in, in a different time. But I can only imagine that. That you can't order from the front, from the from you can't order at McDonald's. You got to get it from the back door. And you didn't know that it wasn't normal. Because that was the way of life. My God. I can only imagine the other travesties that we they went through but God it is our responsibility men on today I'm addressing the men that we let don't let these history die it is our responsibility to sit down our children down and to share with them how grandma them got it over how mom them got it over how I got over it is our responsibility it does not matter if you and your relationship is not working. It is required of you to share. You shared this child. You took part in the creation of this child. It is your responsibility to stand up and say, I have rights. I need to spend time with my children. It shouldn't be the government should have to get involved. It should be just conversating about the importance of of your child my God here we go to the last one I'm going to share this last piece I'm going to skip around because I'm I'm going to go to the last we're going to go to the last piece that I'm going to talk about the last and I'm going to give you seven things that we're going to go over in 1998 my wife, I'm going to say this real quick. Pastor, give me two minutes. In 1998, my wife decided that either she decided to serve God. I decided to serve the world. She made a decision for her and my son. We only had one child. That she can't take the situation anymore. That if I don't get saved, she's leaving. Right? But then God heard her prayer and I got saved in 98. This is my 22nd year this June. 
from that day on to this day, I decided to live by these words. That as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, it has been obstacles in this because, again, what you say out your mouth, the enemy is going to try to make you take it back. There's been defiant and differences of opinion because our kids are opinionated. I raised them to me. But I still hold fast to as for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And I believe that whatever direction they take, that they're going to still have to base the foundation that we taught. And the first thing I, talk, I, I always think about is train up a child in the way they should go. We can't Parents, we can't govern what they do when they leave your house. We barely can govern what they do when they're in your house. So I said, Lord, I release them to you. I release them to you because they know right from wrong. They know what thus saith the Lord. The next thing I do is show compassion for my children. I let them know that they care. That, excuse me, that they matter. There wasn't an accident. There are no accidents. The timing was wrong, but they were supposed to be here. You just may have had them a little early. But God don't make accidents because there are people that can't have children. So I don't believe that children are accidents. Because there are millions of people that want children and can't have them. So they're not an accident. I don't receive that. The next thing is never give up on your kids. See, it's easy to be, that's my child, when they, they, they're college bound and, and smart and doing what they're supposed to do, but is it still your child in jail? Oh, come on, somebody. Is there still your child that got multiple kids at an early age? Is there still your child that's doing what you, you know you raised them better to do? Never give up on your kids. Because God never gave up on us. Come on, somebody. Four. Y'all keep me in prayer. Grown children expensive. Put your money where your mouth is. They're expensive. I got three kids in college at the same time. Do the math. Three in college. It was, it was fun to have them early. Right? To have them all together. It was exciting. Until they all went to school. But I still got to do my job. I still got to do my job. They got to have a better life than me. I'm not degreed. I don't have a degree. But by December, three classes, I will have my degree. Hey. Amen. Three classes left. Thank you, Lord. Took me 14 years, but that's all right. I'm going to get it done. School ain't closed yet, right? Hey. Amen. But I told myself, they got to be better than, I, than me. So I had to put my money where my mouth is. And their degrees, they're going to make way more money than me. Amen. And it's not about the money. I don't want you to misunderstand that. I'm showing them that it can be done. The next thing, fathers, you have to provide for your family. T.D. Jakes, the Bishop T.D. Jakes said something to me that made my, my 
says made my feelings not so bad. He said the kids told him, Daddy, you're never at home. And he brought something to their attention. If daddy at home, there ain't no food in the house. He said those that's sitting around playing with their children all the time ain't got no job. I said, that, that released me because I was a person that had one and two jobs. And I was never there for them like I felt I should have been. And I felt guilty. You know, because I was always working. My son tackled somebody win the game or intercept or run the ball. I'm like, that's good, son. And I'm at work. I'm up in Roanoke working another job. And I'm way out somewhere in Tappahannock somewhere. And he called me like, damn, we won the game. And I started feeling convicted. But, I had, but Jake's made me realize something that if I'm at home, ain't no food. I was the only one working. So that I had to work to make sure he can run the ball because he was full from running the ball. Amen? So I, that guilt left me because I had to do what was best for the family. See, it, a, a father has to sacrifice and do what's not best for him, but what's best for them. Amen. The last one. Excuse me. Always pray for your children. I said it before. Your child messed up, so what? We did some stuff. We didn't get caught. Still put them before the Lord. Don't give up on your children. And last but not least, try not to provoke them. You know they're doing wrong. You know they're acting wrong. But that's not the time to add fuel to the fire. It's time for us as believers to put the prayer on it. Mama, dad, there you go again praying. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to pray on this one. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to put prayer on it. Because you know right from wrong. I'm not going to put beat you down. I'm not going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to put the Lord on this situation. And God is going to convict your heart. Because provoking don't, don't solve much. Now, you got to still be a parent and lay the guidelines down. But then at some time, you got to use wisdom. Is this the time to say what you said right now? It might not be the time. You might have to let the fire die down and get a calm voice in. Amen? I'm going to close with this. I want to admonish the fathers on today. If you're doing your job, continue to do your job. If you're not doing your job, I admonish you to take the time today to not just be a father on today, but be a father 365 days a year. This holiday is a commemoration of what man has said, but it's a celebration because I know I've done my job all year long. But if I haven't done my job all year long, I shouldn't be expecting gifts. I shouldn't be expecting calls. I shouldn't be expecting gift cards because I haven't done my job all year long. And you can't get upset when they don't call because you haven't been there all year long. Now you want to be daddy and call and cuss everybody out. But have you done your job all year long so they can respect you in your place? Or have you just, or you just been there casually? 
So I admonish you to be a 365-day dad and not a one-day dad because God is not a one-day God. He's an all-time God. Amen? Amen. I thank you on today for being a part of what God has shared with me. I pray that it has encouraged and inspired someone. I pray that you are, you are hugging your children like never before. I pray that you're letting them know they matter and that you care about them, that no matter what, they can call you. And I bless God on today, and I thank God. I'm turning back over to Pastor Wendy. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just want you to say a prayer for all the fathers Amen. that yes, may be watching us on yes, today. Amen. Oh, my God. Those of you all over the world on today, and the reason why I say all over the world because this is a worldwide church that's going to reach the far reaches of the world. That there's someone in Africa that's going to catch hold of this on YouTube. There's someone in South America that's going to catch this on Instagram on various roles because God is going to send this church to the uttermost. So for those of you all over this world, we're praying for you as a father in your situation. Your rules in your country may be different from ours. You may not have the freedoms we have. But in your secret closet, in your, in your privacy where you're hiding from someone, we, we speak the blood of Jesus on your life right now. We ask in the name of Jesus that you not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ask in the name of Jesus that you can show affection to your children in public. We ask in the name of Jesus that they know that you love them. That if you fell short somewhere, ask for forgiveness. We come against that prideful spirit right now. Oh my God. We come against that prideful spirit that can't apologize to their children for the things they didn't do. In the name of Jesus. We acknowledge God in all our ways so he can direct our path. Father, here we are now as humble as we know how. I speak to every man's heart right now that has been denied the right to see their children. I speak to their heart right now. It's okay. God is in this. It's okay. I speak to your heart right now that from this day forward to touch the mom's heart to release the children in the name of Jesus. Touch her heart, God. I know she was disappointed. I know she had a dream of a fairy tale wedding. But God, we ask it now that the gatekeeper, God, the mother, that she release the children right now. Let her see the, let her go see them in jail. Let her go see their father in jail, in prison, God. Lord, let her take them to go see him where he where he's out of the norm. In the name of Jesus. It's time for men hearts to be mended. Oh God, it's time for us to get. We may never get over, but God help us to get past. Help us to get past those things that has held us hostage. We come and we come to release the hostages on the day. And we call for reconciliation on today. The ministry of Jesus Christ is reconciliation. To reconcile the children with the parent. Lord, we thank you on today. And for those of you, these pastors and leaders that are parenting children that they didn't birth I call on strength right now in the name of Jesus that you have the strength to parent these kids that are not your birth children that you parent them God in Jesus name in Jesus name amen and amen
praise God. Hallelujah. 